to Alphabet Fly and Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests and talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who thinks they're, like, real, real good and th- the best British person ever, Fiona. I am the best British person ever. Like, that's, that's be it. I'm half American, therefore I'm the best, best British person ever. I mean, if anything, you represent the handing over the keys to capitalism to the new world. I think you'll find it's imperialism fueled by capitalism. But above above all else, it's the inherent desire to rule. You're very welcome. Um, so yeah, we are talking about Captain Britain today. Woo! Um, I really don't like this dude. Uh, but Hometown yeah, let's look at boy. him. Oh, look at, yep. Am I am I allowed to point out the whole crotch thing that's oh, yeah, always yeah. going on with these no, no, guys? No, there's there's inherent there's inherent eroticism in most of these drawings. Well, yeah, but also it's smooth. It really is Kendall, and I I wonder if that's just like a special tuck maneuver, or if actually in this universe they are all Kendalls. You know, it could also be a really good like cup type thing. Could be a cup. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, either way, there what there is right there is the um, Western ideal of a masculine, manly man put into a, a little suit where he either has to wear a cup or have excellent tape. Well, well, I will. I mean, you're also forgetting that uh, he has a cowl that has a top-down Union Jack. Let me have a look at that again. Top-down Union Jack. It goes down. See? And then it goes down to your shoulders. Top down Union Jack. I didn't even realize that was supposed to be. Okay. Well, you won't know. It- okay, so here's. While you're finding it, um, I will say he also has thigh high boots, which is very kinky, which I feel is means different over there. Does the kinky mean different? Or is no. that like a 70s thing? No, kinky is still. Whips but, and no, chains. If I think, it, if I think in 70s. Yeah. Kinky being meaning something different? The, no, some, it's kinky is still kinky. The The problem is that seven... So you have to have a pretty... So if, if you go back to the 70s and you're talking about um, kink, there's there's an absolutely appalling amount of um, concentration camp uh, kink books from that era... And I feel like when you're looking at a, an oppressor with thigh-high boots, that maybe he fits right in. Well, he does this get lesson the brought to you by me buying books at a, at a special fair and thinking that it was going to be great and then opening them when I got home and recoiling in horror. To, to, be, to be fair, you do have a lot of high-profile people who are actual Nazis. We do. Although, you know, at least we didn't pick up some Nazis from our trip to Europe and take them home. I mean, everyone's implicit. No, no, Somehow. no. You did. We, we had them at the beginning. So our, so our upper class 
gave them all the money and support, and then you picked them up and took them home at the end. That's yeah, the but, cycle that happens. But we beat the commies to the moon. because So, you know, that makes up for it, right? That makes up for it. Werner von Braun destroys the city that I am actively sitting in at the moment, but he gets you to the moon, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes yeah. it okay. That makes it... That makes it we, still, we still frequently have to evacuate entire sections of the city because they find unexploded bombs under the roads. Thanks, Berner. There's, if there's one thing I love, it's how World War II never actually ended. Uh, well, today we are talking about um, someone who would definitely on the front lines in India if he was born a little bit earlier. Brian Braddock. Oh, he can't be. Is he that bad? Are you sure he's not just English? He's just very, he's, ooh, he's just privileged incarnate. Um, <laughs> he would have been one of those gentleman commanders. Brian Braddock, a former physics student, now a venture. A citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Uh, no other aliases known. Was born in Braddock Manor in England. Any single? What's, what's his preference? Oh, he's so goddamn hetero. Okay. Like, he's like, single, ladies. Well, he's technically dead right now, but... He's mm. dead and single, ladies. Yeah. Uh, so, James, his father, is dead. Uh, Elizabeth, mother, dead. James Jr., or Jamie, is his brother. We will talk about him later. He's a lot. Um, Elizabeth, Betsy, uh, uh, Betsy, or Betsy, his sister, um... Fun fact, later goes through a portal and turns into an Asian woman who is a ninja. Okay. Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. There's no Orientalism or weird fetishization of uh, Native American uh, culture with Chris Claremont. There's none. None at all. <laughs> I'm joking. That was a joke. Uh, that being said, uh, his group affiliation is Excalibur. And uh, his uh, base of operations is Braddock Manor, England, and also a lighthouse off the British coast. And uh, he first appeared in Captain Britain, series number one. Um, and that one was written by Chris Claremont. Um, that was released in October 1976. Uh, this was a big effort to... Oh. Bring Marvel comics into um, into Eng into England. The newest and, it, and greatest superhero of all. Well, you have to like you have to be a little like you know you have to Captain sell yourself. Captain mask. Oh, yeah. It's uh, he has like the lion thing. So yeah, so he's the son of Doctor James Braddock who was actually a citizen of Otherworld, an extra-dimensional realm where a being who called himself Merlin dwelled. Now, later on, Merlin, this is spelt like Merlin with an I. Later on, it's spelt with a Y instead. Because, the, because Merlin exists. Like there's, because there's a mid, you know, words I and stuff. I feel you know, like I've been words. on this show three times now, and Merlin has come up every single time, so I'm um, not going to complain. 
One of the Merlins was an a- was not an angel. Um, one of the Merlins was an actual wizard. What the the second Merlin was a alien, and the th- third I think Merlin it's the was the alien so that's come up. Yeah, no, they come up. Um, it's you know, I I can explain a lot. I can't explain that. Um, so yeah, okay. so. Uh, the Merlin, actually a lot of cocaine and psychedelics. The uh, Merlin that acted as Captain Britain's patron is alleged to be an alien. Hence, it's unclear whether or not this Merlin is the same as the Merlin who, uh, who uh, aided the original Black uh, Knight in Arthurian times. And who, that wasn't the wizard. Um, and who was a practitioner of sorcery. Later, Merlin was described as a human native to Earth. Neither of these Merlins was an imposter. Later known as the uh, Maga Yogi, the Maha Yogi, who was the alien who replaced the human wizard that attended the Black Knight in the Arthurian court. And this Merlin is a different Merlin from a different universe. Uh-huh. It makes sense, you know. You just have to be raised and literally learn how to read off of Marvel Comics. You know, it makes sense. The band, uh, the man on Earth known as Dr. James Braddock, was a member of Merlin's Chosen Guard and was sent by Merlin to Earth in order to father the champion who would be known as Captain Britain. So basically eugenics. So, selective breeding. Yeah, so we're starting off with that. We're starting off. Nobody died. It's just selective breeding. Well, it's part I, of it, though. I feel like for eugenics, you have to sterilize or murder people. Yeah, exactly. It's a proud British tradition. Is selective breeding until you're so inbred that, dear God, what's going on? I'll thank you very much. Do not call our proud heritage of inbreeding eugenics. Living in England, Dr. James Braddock became known as one of the uh, Great Britain's leading research scientists. He married a woman named Elizabeth, and they purchased a mansion which they called Braddock Manor. They purchased a mansion which named Braddock Manor. Dr. Braddock cre- uh, created Mastermind, who is not to be confused with the mutant with the same name. Okay. A- a highly advanced uh, computer complex that was a part organic, a, a part organic in nature, and also contained the vast knowledge of all dimensional realities known to the beings of the other world. Uh, Doctor and Mrs. Braddock's first child, Jamie, did not inherit uh, inherit genes from his father that would give him super uh, that would give him superhuman powers. However. Doctor and Miss uh, Doctor and Mrs. Braddock's next uh, children, the twins Brian and Elizabeth or Betsy, did, however, inherit genes such genes of uh, Brian's superhuman powers. However, remained latent until his his twenties. Uh, uh, Doctor and Mrs. Braddock were both killed in an explosion in Doctor Braddock's uh, laboratory at Braddock's Manor that was caused by Mastermind. And malfunction due to a contamination in its organic base. Yeah, you don't want to have a computer that can get sick. I mean, no, but computers are stupid and don't work anyway. Computers are dumb and don't do what you want. If you make it organic, then it's I mean, dumb ha- and inherently flawed. 
Yeah. In 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 an extra way, it was already inherently flawed just by dint of you know how it's it's built with the ones and zeros. But if you then add sort of genetic variants, and it could yeah no. Uh, by I'm the way, here. this is now an Amprim podcast. Down with <laughs> down with the cult, down with the uh, industrial revolution. I'm talking about the first one. Yeah, sorry, we're luddites here now. Yeah, we don't. We're, we're we don't. We're gonna stage a revolt and, and no penicillin. Burn down the looms. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, so a brilliant a scholar, Brian Braddock, was engaged in graduate work in physics at the Thames University. Is it Thames or Thames? Thames. Thames. Th- no, it says Thames. This is why. This is why Middle English was superior. At least it sounded how it looked. I mean, fair, really. <laughs> like. Tim's, that is, that is, mm, no, the last part of that is Ames. I mean, this Clearly. is what happens when you get invaded by the Italians, and then you get invaded by the Germans, and then you get invaded by the French. That's, we have this language now. Oh, and don't forget, sorry, my apologies, not the Germans. This is what happens when you get invaded by the Italians, and then by the Norwegians, and then by the French. We have an interesting language. Can, can you get lower than Amprim? Like, just anti-language? Could you get pre-language level of Amprim? So, a Bruin scholar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian was engaged in graduate work in physics at Thames. I, I refuse. Thames. I refuse. It is the River Thames. I refuse. I. That's why I got heated. I just thought of all. I just. Ooh, I forgot about it for a moment, <laughs> and somehow I got to being almost endorsing ecofascism just because of this. <laughs> just because you don't want to call it the River Thames. I'm going to call. You know what? I don't respect. I don't respect. Uh, I don't respect uh, Britain at all. So it's it's Thames. It's Thames from now on. Don't respect I mean- it. That's that's a perfectly fair position yeah. to take, but I I refuse. I'm going to take the Robert this Evans. Poor, this poor innocent river that never did anything. Uh, I'm going to take the Robert Evans approach. I don't care. I don't care because of the colonialism. It's reparations. The river never did anything to you or anybody else. <clears throat> so yeah, Thames University, uh, London, at a surprisingly useful age. So he was surprisingly. I didn't know useful. there was a Thames University. It was made up for Marvel. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think. Fi- okay, you know what? Sometimes on our other podcasts we talk about history, and I just assume <laughs> that's what it was. No, no, we don't. Nah, nah. The only time they get like really specific with real history is when they talk about people of color. Oh, what Marvel? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah when they talk about people of color, they don't do it enough. Talk about people of color enough, so it's, yes. it hits you. It hits you like a freight train when they mention like Auschwitz. All of a sudden, just like wow, thank you for reminding me about that. I was escaping for a moment. Uh, one summer, shortly after his uh, parents' death, Brian Braddock went to work as a student research assistant at Darkmoor Research Center, spelt the British way. Not Dot- the, the better way. No, center. Center. Oh, center. Yeah. You know, centra. I'll be honest with you, I'm bilingual centre. in one language. Oh, it's I have absolutely no idea which one's which. It's centre. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. 
British people sell it, spell it centre, you was telling me. Yeah, it's centre. It's still centre. No, it's centre. No, um, no, it's a, not. A facility, uh, I, again, I don't, I don't respect the British. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, if there's been one thing that I've said, I don't respect the British or Quebecois. <laughs> yeah, Darkmoor Centre is uh, basically a facility... For secret nuclear research? That sounds right. That sounds like an evil villain thing. That sounds like a bad thing you do, right? Secret nuclear? nuclear. I mean, are you supposed to do it out in the open? It's the 70s. No, but this, this is the 70s. We are entering the period where everybody thinks that they're about to get squashed by a nuclear missile at any point, including small children. Like, we, mm. we are in that period of world history, and I feel like if you think that the Ruskies are about to come at any moment, then you would do it in secret? Mm, I don't know. I don't give them a lot of, I don't give them a lot of, um... I mean, it's Dartmoor. Do you know what Dartmoor is? Uh, is it a dark place? Darkmoor? It's, it's a ton, yeah. It's, it's a bunch of Darkmoors, and, and if you, if you go... Like that's that's where you go to die. Oh, okay. It's where okay. the Hound of the Baskervilles was set there. Oh, I didn't know that. So Braddock, after beginning his uh, employment uh, there, soon after he w- began his employment there, he was presented. He was present when the center was attacked by the criminal Joshua Stagg, also known as the Reaver, who was intent on stealing his secrets. Braddock panicked and fled on his motorcycle, pursued by the pursued by the invaders. Um, Braddock's motorcycle ran off the road and crashed. No. Severe, severely injured, he lied near death. He lay like he's just, just like ah, I'm almost dead. I'm being <clears> very <throat> dramatic on camera for this audio medium. Then Merlin of Underworld of Other, Overworld and his daughter Roma who was also known as the goddess of the northern sky, appeared over Braddock and bade him to choose the one uh, that the one of the one that one of that that appeared before him. The Amulet of Right or the Sword of Might. Braddock chose the Amulet of Right, and it was instantly bombarded with mystical energy that restored him to health and activated his latent superhuman abilities. Merlin and Roma decreed that he should be British champions, garbed in a costume symbolizing the nation, and gave him a, a mystical star scepter to enhance his fighting abilities. Thus, Braddock became Captain Britain. This is such an American's version of what... Oh my god, I can, I can literally see... I can literally see the marketing meeting right now. This is so American. No, it get, later gets redone by Alan Moore in one of his earlier, uh, one of his earlier like big comic gigs. So does that mean he becomes a fascist or otherwise becomes more British? <laughs> Alan Moore really hates Brian Braddock. You can tell. Yes, <laughs> you yes, can tell. he does. Keeping his identity secret. Britain began a career of battling menaces in his country, Captain Britain, um, including the Red Skull. After a time, Britain, Captain Britain, uh, 
began to encounter various supernatural menaces, such as vampires, battling uh, mystical beings, posed strain on the sanity of Brian, who was previously refused to believe in the occult. I feel like that's fair. That's understandable. Yeah. Holy but, shit, vampires are real. They were publicly known to exist in the Marvel Universe. Like, in this world, in, in, in the Marvel Universe, if you say, I don't believe in this pantheon's gods, or hey, the occult doesn't happen, magic, that's fake. You're a dumbass if you do it in the Marvel Universe. Because you could have provable, like, you could have hard evidence in front of you within like a minute and it's real keeping his identity a uh, secret captain uh, britain began his career fighting menaces to his country including red skull um and after a time britain and captain britain began encountering various supernatural menaces such as i already said that uh so <clears throat> he refused to believe in the occult basically even though in the marvel universe that's actually dumb um Nuh-uh. Uh, Braddock journeyed to New York City where the American costume crime fighter Spider-Man together battled the assassin Arcade. Arcade is a person who builds, like, elaborate death traps for people. Okay. It's fun. It's fun. He's fun. Okay. I like it. Uh, after, afterwards, he was traveling on a plane back to England where he lost his sanity, convinced that he was being physically attacked by evil beings. He hurled himself from the plane. He was believed to be dead. Okay, that's not fair. That's not fair. He went insane believing that he was attacked by entities. How do you know he was? If, if we are in a world where it is dumb to not realize that vampires exist, then why would you assume that he wasn't actually being attacked by entities? Um, because it didn't say he was. Until someone says he was. I that's like how, how I'm works. tapping my nose and pointing at you in this audio yeah. medium. Tap, yeah, no, tap, that's, tap, point. That's, that's, that's how comics work. And unless they tell you it happens, it doesn't happen. And then they go back and say it happened. Yeah, considering that they retrofit everything, I refuse. I reject your premise. Yeah. Well, no one said it. So, Braddock, I'm saying it now. That's valid. Well, unless you get it published, it doesn't matter. It just says no price at this point. It doesn't. Uh, Braddock was eventually found by a modern-day Black Knight who was then living in Britain. Together, Captain Britain and the Black Knight battled menaces on both on Earth and various other dimensional worlds. By the way, that the modern Black Knight also willingly was sent back in time to the Crusades and fought in Jerusalem. I mean, that's not great. No, he's bad. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Um. Although I don't want, I don't want to be that person. But like, did he go to the Children's Crusade? In which case, he may have stopped some of those little dumb shits from being murdered. Or alternatively, was it one of those crusades where it was just sort of a "Could you please stay out of Spain, please"? Like, which crusade was it? But I shouldn't be doing that because they're all dead to, and nobody cares. It's, it was a crusade where they're trying to take uh, take over the the temple on the mount from the Muslims. You know the Muslims. You know Captain Britain regained his memory. The Merlin of other world took Britain under his Captain Britain under his guidance in his extra dimensional realm, where Braddock finally achieved peace of mind. 
Because that's how you deal with mental illness, right? What, jump out of an airplane? Well, I mean, that's one way to do it. But also, you just put them in a room, and then they just get better at some point. I mean, if you poke them and give them the right medicine while they're in the room... I doubt that that's what happened. Occasionally whisper nice things through the door? I don't... Uh, Berlin then sent uh, Captain Britain and his elfin companion, Jack Daw, to an alternate Earth where that was in great danger. So Merlin did you trans- say Jack Daw or Jack Tar? Jack Daw. Okay. Yeah. He was sent I mean, to I, a- either way it works, but... <laughs> yeah, he was sent to an alternate Earth that was in great danger. Uh, Merlin transformed uh, Captain Britain's amulet and Star Scepter into a costume consisting of mystical microcircuitry that duplicated the properties of the amulet and the scepter. Right. Captain Britain believed for a time his costume gave him superpowers by amplifying his natural abilities. Later discovered that he the powers actually was in him. It was in him all the whole time. All along. All along. Yeah. It was on this earth that Captain Britain first met the this being known as Saturnine, who we will have a big episode on it. I can't wait to talk about because ooh, she's messy and loves drama. Love her. Um uh, on this alternate earth, Captain Britain fought against the uh, machinations of a madman named James Jasper, who possessed immense superhuman abilities. Captain Britain failed to defeat this menace, and both Captain Britain and Jack Dahl was killed. However, Merlin w- resurrected Captain Britain and sent him back to his own earth, where Braddock returned to Braddock Manor and contracted his s- sister Betsy and corrected the malfunction of Mastermind. Merlin Motherworld died in at the end of Captain Britain's struggle against Jasper on his own Earth, an other world is now ruled by Roma. However, Merlin's astral form had since manifested himself to Captain Britain. So he also gets hung around by, like, by a ghost of a guy named after a wizard. I mean, that's cool. I want that. I want that in my life very badly. <laughs> Captain Britain met and fell in love with a young mutant named Megan. Um, also, another fun thing, uh, Megan, it's two Gs. Uh, she's a mutant that's also part Fae, and also Roma. And the great thing about her is, and I'm not going to say too much, though, but her power is she is a sympathetic shapeshifter. So what okay. people think of her, she turns into. So... When she was young, she turned into she was like this bat creature because everyone thought she was because she's a mutant and that's bad, so she turned into a monster. When Captain Britain met her, this Roma person, she turned into this tall, gorgeous blonde woman with blue eyes. Because that's what he because that's what he thinks is beautiful. Sorry, and this is a person whose name is Roma. No, no. She is no. a Roma person. She is a Roma person. There's also a person named Roma. Yeah, this is why I'm getting confused. Yeah, that's why it's confusing. Because okay. I'm not going to say the slur for the Roma people. No. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, uh, that it gets pointed out later on that uh, Captain Britain is like kind of weird, very weirdly white centric uh, when it comes to because Megan turns into different people, you know, whenever sympathetic, sympathetic shapeshifter. Yeah, you know, yeah. But they that gets pointed out at one point, and they're just like, "Wow, that sucks." And then they never talk about it again. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, in protest against the attempt of the British government agency RCX to exploit Captain Britain's for their own purposes, Brian Braddock gave up his career as a costume adventurer and went to live with uh, Megan in a lighthouse off the British coast. The RCX therefore enlisted Betsy Braddock to come to uh, t- to become the next. Uh, Captain Britain. However, she, as Captain Britain, went into battle against the would-be conqueror known as Vixen and her ally Slaymaster. Uh, Slaymaster uh, Slay beat Betty nearly to death and blinded her. Uh, Betty then came to Betsy's... Not Betty. Uh, it's uh, Brian then came to Betsy's uh, rescue and killed Slaymaster. As a result of what happened... To Betsy, Brian decided he could not renounce his responsibilities, and then he resumed his career. Uh, Betsy then recovered from her injuries, gained artificial eyes, yay, and, and took the name Psylocke, becoming a member of the X-Men. Recently, Captain Britain and Megan joined several other members of the X-Men in forming a new team of costume adventures known as Excalibur. Were so. they all British, or did they just Ac- get to be Excalibur because there was a British dude in there? There's two British people. Okay, there we it. go. The rest were Americans. Well, te- technically, Kurt is German. So, Kurt, Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner is uh, German. Wagner. You're Vag- Wagner. 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 I don't, I don't it's care. It's Wagner. But yeah, he. But uh, he was. He was. He was sold to. He was sold to an American circus. So, fr- oh, from dear. a. So the Germans relinquished him to the Americans, therefore it's Wagner, not Wagner. You know, close enough. Um, (laughs) And one of them was from another dimension. I mean, yeah, that's a thing. And also one of them had a... The same one who was from another dimension also had an extraterrestrial uh, uh, space god in them named the Phoenix. So he is six nine, weighs two hundred sixty six pounds. I don't know what that is in non freedom units. Um, uh, blue eyes, blonde hair. Um, he can lift. He has super strength, and he can lift up un, uh, about ninety tons under optimal pressure. Did you say he was two hundred and sixty six pounds? Yep, very dense. Okay, that boy. is that is one hundred and twenty kilograms. That's not that much. That's two me's. He, yeah. So he also has superhuman stamina, stamina, superhumanly fast reflexes. Can fly at the maximum speed. Just uh, maximum speed of just under the speed of sound, so seventy-seven, so seven hundred seventy uh, miles per hour. <clears throat> and he can do it for. He can do it for a long time before he fatigues. Uh, the mystical energy within Captain Britain makes him highly resistant to energy. I mean, I- injury. He's immune to adverse atmospheric effects and of uh, uh, Captain Britain. He can fly, uh, yeah, real fast. 
Um, so he can do it without, like, you know, hurting his eyes and stuff. Um, that helps. And he can breathe. And he can breathe. Yep, that also helps. He can even resist uh, a, a bazooka shell without suffering any injury or being rendered unconscious. So, you know, he's a real tough boy. He's a very tough boy. <laughs> yeah, he has a, uh, he has like a costume and stuff. That's well, like, and those those jeans. So here's the here's the thing that makes him a very national hero. Other than the whole flag costume and stuff. So you know how he's like really strong, and just uh-huh. like could, you know, just like real strong boy. Um, real strong boy. Yep. Real real tough boy. We're just real just real good British boy. You know, good British stock. I mean, but not yet. Okay. Yep. 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 His superhuman powers and life force are mystically dependent on the land of Britain. He will grow increasingly oh my weak God. the longer he's away from the UK. So as oh soon as my he, God. so as soon as he steps, like what happens when Brexit happened? Like if if let's say let's say Scotland like leaves, like they should. Um, like if he steps into Scotland after Brexit happens, does he just die? Does he just slowly start dying? Because he's tied to the country of Britain. What if Britain dissolves as a country? What if we somehow get rid of Britain as a country? Does he just die? Have you ever heard of the song called Jerusalem? I mean, I know what the name Jerusalem is. I don't know what the song is. Okay. William Blank, uh, Blake, not Blank, William Blake wrote a poem. About how England was Jerusalem. Wait, is he the guy who did the uh, British Israelites or whatever? No, 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 no. no. This, this isn't this. This is just a weird British thing where they all sing about um, Jerusalem um, because we're going to build Jerusalem in England's green and pleasant land. And I feel like British soil is whatever the fuck we say it is. In this, in in all of these things that work with British nationalism, so doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't the Scottish can rightfully declare their independence from this miserable, miserable nation? Um, doesn't matter. A- according to the official head canon of of England specifically, <laughs> British soil is whatever the fuck we say it is. So he's fine. Well. Well, luckily, they're very literal in Marvel, and uh, he does almost die on multiple occasions because he has to leave the UK. But that's because he hasn't declared wherever he is, the UK. If he showed up with a flag, he could he could do it, but he just, he didn't bring enough flags. You know, I just, I, I feel like, I feel like, weirdly enough, I think the Marvel version of Britain is, like, less nationalistic. Which is, yeah. Now, Canada, well, again, bad country. It's worse than Marvel. America's about as evil as it you know, normally is. Like, America's, like, on par. But we, we get a bit of a pass because the Captain Britain isn't flying around randomly, like, planting flags and things going, and this is mine now. I don't want to see, because sometimes they do, like, hey, what if this hero was in this era? I don't want to see Captain Britain in, like, the 1800s. I don't want to see it. 
No, Captain Britain needs to go back to like 1066. <sighs> and and then it's okay. Like, I can only imagine what would happen in the late 1800s if there was a Captain Britain everywhere. Uh, like half the globe was Brit- was the UK. Like it'd be say, like half the globe was the UK at that point. Yeah, so I would hate to see that. Ooh, the Eddie, I know what they would do because again, like, you know, it's mostly you know, you have some more radically leaning, like more left leaning and more radical writers in Marvel, but you know they'd give it to like a to to like a really liberal person that they try to whitewash it. To where it's just like, yeah, this this very powerful nationalistic hero definitely wouldn't have slaughtered hundreds and hundreds of brown people for the for spice and tea. If it was saying lady, I've never seen. I think this is this is the one saving grace the Britain has going for it. I have never seen a whitewashed version of colonialism for children. I've seen a bunch of that. I like I play Schoolhouse Rock every Thanksgiving, like every good American should. There's there's none of that. There's like nothing that you hand to kids that says, and then we brought the railway to South Africa and everything was fine. Just don't talk about it at all. I'm not saying that's better. I'm just saying at least I can't think of any children's propaganda about how great we were for India. I don't know if that's better or worse. Yeah. But then, like, I live... My neighborhood is the most um <clears throat> most muslim neighborhood in britain and we have a lot of indian people and um pakistani people who live here and i feel like it's it's less insulting to them to just not mention it than it is to whitewash it well that's it we have nothing else what did Alan Moore do to him? Is it just make him get beat up? Uh, uh Alan Moore hasn't uh, had a lot to write at this point with Captain Britain. Okay. Also, I think it would have been handed off. I think he only did like six issues. He was the one that uh made him into a mutant, basically, and um did the blah 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 stuff I mean, where that's he met fair. The, yeah um and then it was written by alan davis who is a really good writer who's a good writer <sighs> yep well speaking of uh let's go to plugs i like that we just like we, we before we were recording we were railing against all the chuds and fascist people and then we were like we're gonna record and we can beat up on this british dude and then we just in the end it all comes back yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Orientalism next, so. Oh, yeah, you sure you don't want me to get out my axe and, like, chop off my own head? Uh, I mean, you could. I mean. It would be impressive. It would be. Impressive way to end it. Um, I, I think that you should, in the spirit of Halloween, go to www.freeyourbones.com. I think you should. Let people know why your bones need to be released from their flesh prison. Tis the season. And me and and Fiona might be thinking up of a cult surrounding that. We might be making a cult. Yeah. I mean, don't worry, it's going to be a fun one. if, If you listen to enough Creepy Critters, the podcast, 
You will eventually get the bone cult. But uh, so, um, my name is Jesse. I have a I have another podcast, uh, Creepy Critters. Yeah, Fiona is the de facto co-host of that right now. Uh, so uh, we, we talk about cryptids in some allured way. And also, lately, we've been talking about... I do have a Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash alphabetflight, which also has a link in the description if you want to support me monetarily. Um, you know, just throw me a couple dollars. Forget about it. You know, just throw me a couple dollars. Forget about it. Be like, why am I being charged? And then just forget about it again, because you have to sign in to, to undo the pledge. This, you know? This is the way. This- yeah. Yeah. This is how AOL is still alive. I'm not joking. Um, no, they're still alive? It's still alive because people have never canceled their stuff. Like they get they still get they still get <gasps> hundreds of thousands of dollars. For people okay. who never canceled their subscriptions. Wow. The net uh so I also if you want to see the people we are talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have uh, if if you if you don't mind, um, you know, go to uh, burnyourfeelings.com for Fiona. You know, you know, throw them some stuff. That that would be fun. Yeah, I I will burn all your feelings. Yeah. Uh, so, um, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Oh.